All right, good morning. Today, Bezat Shai will be learning. Ein Gimel, Maseches, Nadarim. We had some clever questions from Rami Barchama, as we always do. By um, Rami Barchama, first he asks, what would be, on Ein Bezim Bez, he said, what about uh, a Baal being Mefer below Shmia? Right? So if he hadn't heard of it, if he didn't know, can you, it's kind of like a, he quotes Psukim, as we mentioned yesterday. Do you have to know, or do you have to be aware? Uh, at the end of the day, turns out that the Psukim say Beferish in the Torah, as we've discussed. Hafaras Nadarim is something that is discussed at great length at the beginning of Parshas Matos. And the Baal, in fact, has to be aware. And in fact, I guess if we'd say at the end that uh, at the end of Ayin Beis Amid Beis, where we say the Bechol Kula, we have this idea of Shluchos Shalom Kamoso. But the reason why we say that we cannot have a Baal right send a Shliach to say, "Hey, by the way, I'll I'll, I'll make you. I'm going on a big. I'm, let's say I'm the Baal. I'm going on a big business trip. If my wife, in the meantime, keep an eye on her. If she makes any Dharm, you should be made for it." So it, you can't just appoint somebody to do that for you, right? Because after all, by definition, now you're talking about an adharm that you had not heard of yet. And the Torah basically explicitly says, right? The the first words in Gimel Aleph. Here in the Brisa too, the Amalei Lachishmana Meferle. It cannot be that the reason why, um, the reason why the husband can't do it is because the, the shlucho shalom kamoso doesn't work because of the fact that, um, because of the fact that, again, the Xeris Akasav teaches us that he has to be aware of it. But Lahachanami Shmiele over here is teaching you that it has to be that the case where the reason is, and this is really the, the point, uh, I'm getting to it in a roundabout way because the Gemara gets to it in a roundabout way, that's my excuse. The the point is that if you're going to say that you need a gzeris akasav, it must be in a case that the husband eventually did hear what the nether was. In other words, we brought a whole bunch of sources to say maybe we have a situation where we see that the husband was able to appoint a shliach, that the husband was able to do it remotely, that the husband, as we said, you know, tried to bring in, try, try to wipe off Nadarim that he had not yet heard of. But in all of those cases, it has to be that he became eventually aware of it because the Sukim explicitly tell us that he must be aware of the Nadarim in order to be made for them. And therefore, here too, in the case where he uh, left an apotropus, he also has to be aware of what the Nadarim are. And therefore, the Gemara asks, So wait a minute. If all of these cases, and we've already asked this on the other cases, if all of these cases are talking about situations where he had heard of the nether, and therefore, why are we talking about, why are we talking about him just having a discussion with the shaliach prior to his business trip? Because after all, if none of this, as far as the Dharm works, until he hears of what the nether is, what would be, and, and, and in addition to that, that he would have to be Mayfair again, right, when he finds out what the nether is. So why are we talking about the discussion that he's having with the Shaliach prior to his business trip? If that is not real hafara, 
and answers the Gemara as it did before in the previous cases, Savar Dilma Matridna, that he thinks maybe he'll be preoccupied later and he'll have no time, right? And, right, and therefore he wants to set a time stamp that this is going to be made for now. In other words, his intention. He's declaring that his intent is that this, that this nether will always be, right, Mayfair. However, uh, he, he wants, he knows that he, when he finds out that there, in fact, was a nether and finds out what that nether was, he may not be in a position to do, he may be too busy, uh, literally, right? That's what Savala Dilma Matridna is. So, so he might be too busy at that moment. And so he wants to make his intention known now that when he gets to it, he's going to be made for that nether if, he, if there was ever a nether and he finds out what that nether is. But be that as it may, we have no proof as to whether uh, either a father or a husband can be made for a nether that he's not heard about. It's not so straightforward. And that was the question of Rami Barhama, and it's left unanswered. Uh, I should point out, yesterday we made mention of the Hafaris Nadarm that we do. That's not really Hafaris Nadarm, that's Hataras Nadarm. In other words, what we do in Erev Hashanah, that's a different thing, right? And as we've already discussed many times, Hataras Nadarim and Hafaris Nadarim are two totally different things. For Hataras Nadarim, that's like, uh, you know, something that the rabbis came up with that we can undo and untie these knots already once they're legitimate. And so maybe that, ha- and, and not maybe, that does have a whole different set of laws. That's not what we do when we say Kol Nidre, right? Hafaris Nadarim, which is the topic over here, is specifically to a... Husband and a father during that first day, right? It's nipping the nether in the bud, which is the topic that we're discussing now. So this is not Hataras and Dharm, it's Hafaras and Dharm, it has its own set of laws. Let's see another question of Rami Barhama with respect to Hafaras and Dharm, three lines down on nine Gimel Aleph, by Rami Barhama. What's another question? Cherish. Cherish, Mayoshi Yafar Ishto. Can a deaf person do Hafaras and Okay, so now we're getting into the situations that are more unique. After all, Andrew, a father can always be made for his daughter's nether until she becomes a bogaris. We know that. A husband, once she's in a sua, can certainly be made for his, do- his wife's nadarim. Okay, that much we know. Naramu Rasa, the special, unique, amazing case in our parak is the hybrid, right? Where she's nishtahin and nishtahir, She's not yet Nesua, she's only Mereset, and she's not yet a Bogaris, she's only a Nara, and therefore she fits all the criteria of someone who's still under the jurisdiction of both her father and her husband, and yet not fully committed to her husband via Nesuin. And so you need the joint effort, as we've discussed many times, of the father and the husband being made for her Nadarim. Now the question is, is every husband eligible for Nadarim? And this will lead us into today's daf, tomorrow's daf. What if he's a Cherish? What if he's a Yavam? Right? What kind of connection does this chasan need to have, right, with this kala in order to have the authority of hafar's nadarim for her? So why would a cherish not be able to be made for his wife's nadarim? Says the Gemara. Well, we just talked about shmia. So you say maybe a husband, right, this was Rami Rahama's previous question. Can a husband be made for his wife's nadarim without hearing about them. So as we just discussed, that question was left unanswered. But let's assume he can. Let's assume you can um, be made for the, the nadarim in advance or, you know, all the cases that we said before. Be made for the, the nadarim without having heard the specifics. 
Mishum davar mishmahu. Maybe that's only because, I'm sorry, Mishur devar mishmahu. Maybe that's only because he is, although he's not hearing it, he is at least capable, bar mishma. He is capable of shmia, and therefore, that would be the reason why he's allowed to be made for. However, aval cherish the lav bar mishmahu, hainu de rabbi zera. But maybe you would say, because after all, guys, the Pasuk says, Vishama Isha. Right? So this is basically Rami Barchama since yesterday picking apart the Psukim in the Parsha and saying, it says Vishama Isha. Vishama Isha, as he mentioned yesterday, is one of the Psukim in Matos where the Baal has to hear. Now it also refers to Aviha, but set that aside. We'll have Bar- Baruch Bear and the Achronim, uh, you know, slice and dice the, the, the contrast between a Baal and an Av. I will say maybe some of the headlines, though, however, Andrew, a Baal who's a Cherish may only be, we've already learned Ksubis and Yavamas, so we can't get away from the fact that this may be a, Z, uh, maybe a, a marriage that's Durbanan. Um That could be a compromising factor. There's a lot more here that the Achronim will dig up and Rishonim, the Ron, I think, brings that up. Um, there's a lot more here that can be dug up than just the isolated topic of him being a cherish. But let's try to keep it straight. That Rami Barhama had asked, does he have to have Shmiah? And he says, Vishama Isha, and he couldn't resolve whether this Kzer Sakasov is, as he says, Dafka or Lav Dafka, right? In other words, when the Pasuk says Vishama Isha, does he have to actually physically hear it? Well, the Pasuk sounds like he does, but maybe the Pasuk isn't being literal. Now we're saying, Bishama Isha, does it, is it being literal at least in that sense? Why would there be a difference? In other words, he can't tell whether the, the husband needs to actually hear it. But now he's saying, maybe what the Pasuk is teaching you when it says Bishama Isha, it's not telling you that the husband needs to hear it, but he has to at least be capable of hearing. This is what he's kicking around. Okay, well, why would it be saying, why would it be referring to the capability of hearing? Well, that goes back to Hainid Rabbi Zeira, right? It says, Aval Cherish de Labar Mishmahu, if you have a Cherish, who not only is not hearing it, but he's not even a Bar Mishmah, he's not even capable of hearing it, Hainid Rabbi Zeira, that might fall into the category of Rabbi Zeira. What is the principle of Rabbi Zeira? This is the principle laid out in Maseches Menachos, deep in Maseches Menachos, I think in the, in the three digits. Um, Deep in Masechus Menachos, there's a famous concept that's brought out all throughout Shas. Oh, no, I don't know if it goes into double digits. I think it might be in your Ches. Be that as it may, oh no, yeah. Kuf, Kuf Gimel. Yeah, the Mishnah in Kuf Gimel, Amad Beis. We haven't learned Menachos yet, and I think that, that's becoming obvious. If Glanzi's listening, he's going to be happy to hear that. I, have, I don't know this, this Mishnah, but I have heard of this Rabbi Zeira. Rabbi Zeira, the Amr Rabbi Zeira, says a famous idea. Call a Roy Levila, ain Bila Makevisbo. Rachosh ain Roy Levila, Bila Makevisbo. What are we talking about? Menachos, Andrew. Menachos brings, puts the carbs in carbon. See what I did there? The, there are carbonists that are protein, obviously, the animals, and there are carbs as well, where you take flour, and oil, and a bunch of spices, and you put it in a pan, and you're really supposed to mix it together and fry it, Andrew. You're not supposed to just put the ingredients in a pan and, and, and offer that. However, if I were to ask you, if you just put the ingredients in the pan and didn't follow any of the baking instructions, or even mix it together, are you yotze? The answer amazingly is yes. However, Rabbi Zera says, 
You're only yotze if you have the ingredients in the proper proportion. That at least you have to do. Why? So for example, 60 saw of flour is the most that'll fit in this pan in a normal way. So if you have 61 saw, you have to start moving on to another pan. Why? Because so much flour, more than 60 saw, is going to be absolutely unmixable. It would be like a ton of flour with a drop of oil. There is no mixing <clears throat> that I can do. It's not what's called royal labila. Labila means mixing it together. So it's not mixable into a dough. Once it's not mixable into a dough, okay, so then even if you didn't mix it, where normally that would be accepted. I, didn't, I said saw, I meant isaron. Whatever, 60 units, right? My point is, isar, more than 60 units, if you put in the requisite amount of other ingredients, you would never be able to mix it physically. Oh, so Rebizaris lays down a massive yesod that's applicable to other things, although I've heard Rev Moshe Elephant Shlita, the great Tafyomi master, point out that you need, there's a source, it's, I th- oh, I remember who it is, I can't believe that I remember this. The Shagas Aryeh points out, I don't think we've quoted the Shagas Aryeh too often, that you need the Chazal to tell you when to apply your and when not. But the principle, needless, uh, be that as it may, the principle is, if, if it is capable of something happening, thank you, Andrew, if it's capable of happening, then it's as if it happened. So in so the case the of Kairos, Menachos... So the Kairos, you're saying, is he capable of hearing the letter in the first place? Correct. Oh, okay. So Andrew's pointing out like this. He's, he's completing the thought and he's cr- creating the analogy as follows. Because I don't know how, how audible you are on the, on the iTunes. The answer is like, right. So the, the analogy is as follows. Just like a monachos, normally if the ratio is proper, even if it's not mixed, it will be accepted. But if it can't be mixed because of an improper ratio, then it's going to not be accepted, as Rebzeira says, because it's something, ain't no royal bila. Similarly here... The Cheresh, well, he's ain't a royal shmiah. He's not a bar shmiah. And therefore, and therefore, right. And therefore, maybe hearing and not hearing is not what's me'akev. What the Pasuk is saying, Vashama Ba'ala, what he's telling you is at least you have to be capable of hearing just like the mincha has to be capable of being mixed. Even though hearing and being mixed in itself is not me'akev, having the capability of, of hearing or the capability of being mixed is me'akev. But Andrew's asking, who? What if you had the capability of hearing and you lost the capability of hearing? Suppose you had the capability of hearing at the time of the nether and you lost it. Or you were incapable of hearing at the time of the nether and now you have the capability of hearing at the time of the hafara. What would be the din then? You know who asks that, Andrew? You were feeling small this morning because Glanzy talked trash. That's the question of Baruch Bear. Now that is something that you can hang out your head on and take into Shabbos with you. I'm not going to give you the answer because I don't remember it. But the point is that that is a good question, indeed. Okay, so. Right? Maybe it's not, right, the idea of, says the Gemara, right? Hearing in itself wouldn't be me'akev, but maybe, right, having the ability to hear would be me'akev. So, Amarava, Tashma, Vishama, Isha, Prat, Le'eshes, Cheresh, Shmamina. Wow! You know, the first question of whether you have to actually hear was left unresolved. But Rava found a brysa that teaches you that indeed a cheresh, 
cannot be made for the Nadarim. Wow. The Pasuk actually tells you that. Amazing. Okay, another question. Wow. Because after all, the Pasuk says, Osa. Okay, Osa. Osa sounds like it's a singular. So again, we're picking apart this Pasuk. Osa, Davka, Olav, Davka. Is that literal? Or it just means, yeah, in most cases, you have one wife. But can you gather together a bunch of women and do a farce of darim for them in one shot? I ask Sir Moshe Alfin, why is it ain't osin mitzvahs chavilos chavilos? Well, nobody said that a farce of darim is a mitzvah. You have to do it, but nobody said it's a mitzvah. Not, not for now. Okay, fine, for now. R- R- Moshe Feinstein discusses ain't osin mitzvah chavilos chavilos, and he defines it as it shouldn't look like you shouldn't take something and make it, the mitzvahs look like a burden. So he didn't say it in this context, but maybe like if somebody wants to chat min chamarev at a time that isn't appropriate or whatever, I, I don't know, does, does, does something where it looks like what you're, you're treating the mitzvahs as a burden and you just want to get it over with, okay? So is that, is that a concept of eight? Or would you say, or would you say, right, so, that, so that's how he defines it. But that only applies to something where you are putting it together for the sake of convenience, that's not necessarily what you're doing here, right? The Hafar Sadarm, you didn't ha- even have to do. Anyway, Amar Avina, Tashma. Let's see if you could do bo- both in one shot. Ein Mashkin Shtei Sotos Kachas. So he draws an analogy from, analogy from Sota. Mind you, Hafar Sadarm is the Orisa. Uh, also, the waters of the Sota is also Midoraisa. Those are all both Parshias in the Torah. So the Brisa explains. That when you have a sota, we know the concept of sota, it's foreshadowing. We're going to be learning Nazir and Sota soon. The sota is the Chas Vashalim, the wayward wife, and now she's denying that she's had, right, basically an affair, and yet we suspect her, and we have reasons, Raglayim Ladava, we have reason, evidence to suspect. We don't know for sure. And so, how do we resolve it? There's only one way to do it. You've got to bring her to the base of Mikdash and have her drink the May Sota concoction. Okay. Now, you have, can you, can you bring two sotos at once and have them drink it? Terrible policy, says the Brisa. Why? Because Because you know what? Every one of these situations has their own story. What if you have a woman who is actually innocent and a woman that's not innocent together? Like the woman who's guilty is going to see how confident the woman who's innocent is and she might kind of feed off that confidence. That's what libo gospechaverta is. And start denying... Every case has to be handled on its own. You can't start modeling one to the other and taking cues from each other. When it comes to this parsha, it's a very specific right, situation and it's case specific. So you can't be mixing that. That actually makes common sense, Andrew. You're not going to be bringing both these women together. It's not the same as the first of necessarily. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Lomin Hashem Muzeh. So Rabbi Yehuda wants to say that it is true that you don't fit the, this is in the Brisa still with regards to the Sota. It is true that you don't, right, make the two Sotas drink simultaneously, but it's not for the reason that you said. It's, it's not necessarily because of this psychological thing where they're going to feed off each other um, and because you have to keep the case separate, but rather because it's Exeus Akasav. It says Vishka in the singular. So just follow the Pasuk and you'll know that you can't make more than one Sota drink at a time. Osa Levada. Right, so when it says veishka in the singular, it means just do the meitzota for one person. So, if that's the case, so maybe the fact that it says veishka by a sota 
And Rabbi Yehuda thinks that that means that it's a single woman. So maybe you would also say that Rabbi Yehuda would say the same of Osa by, right, the Hafaris Nadarim, which also refers to a woman in the singular. And therefore, that should be our answer. Okay, so that is the end of Ayin Gimel Amud Aleph. And that is an attempt to resolve this question of whether you can, you can give them both at once. And it's sort of left as a, as a cliffhanger. Do we hold like Rabbi Yehuda or not? Is there exerciseh or not? There can be many similarities and differences, right? And that's what the run right, fills in over here on the bottom of Ayin Gimel Amad Aleph, why it, would, why it would or wouldn't be right, similar. But be that as it may, we, we know that the halacha is that you cannot, you cannot be made for both of them simultaneously. Okay? Fine. So now we start with the Mishnah Nine Gimel Mabez, and we have another case. We've seen this already. <clears throat> but it's a fascinating question. We know already from Ksubus that at a certain point, a husband has a financial obligation to his kala, right? Um, so Bogeres here, is when she's not yet been married. Why, Andrew? Because take 12 months. I mean, until people fill in all the registry and she gets in together for the whole thing, it could take 12 months to set up a home. You're building a bias and be Israel, as they say, Andrew. And Alman already has all the pots and pans and, and the zhuzhur and whatever it is that they, that they use. So that only takes 30 days. She doesn't take, need the full 12. But be that as it may, at the end of said right time period, the husband at that point, even if he hasn't, uh, was not yet machnis to her, he is financially obligated to her. Fine. So the application to Afaras Nadarim. After this deadline, whether it's a Bogaris or an Almana, are you at that point already, uh, along with right, the financial obligation to support this woman, even though she's not yet Nasu in your house, are you able to be made for her Nadarim already? So Rabbi Eliezer says, yes. You now have the authority made for the Nadarim. Mind you, she's still living at home, Andrew. Right? She's not, she's not, uh, you haven't consummated Nisuin yet, but she's, but, but you have, you can already be made for the Nadarim. You're already supporting her. No. Even if you're already financially supporting her, you're not yet, uh, have, you do not yet have the, um, acquire, you do not yet acquire the authority to be made for another until she's li- literally living with you. Okay, so that's the Machlokas of Rabbi Yezer and the Chacham. So that's the Gemara. Rabbi Yezer, Mishnah Rishona, Amur Davar Echad. What's this Mishnah Rishayna? It's a reference to the Mishnah Ksubis that we learned on Daphne and Zayn. That Rabbi Yezer, who says that you already can be made for an Adarim, is consistent with what we learned. Ditnan, we learned in Ksubis. You'll remember this. This, again, this Mishnah Ksubis and Zayn was the Mishnah, was the Mishnah that we quoted in Ksubis Dabez. At the very beginning of Ksubis, this is a very important source in Ksubis, where it says that, uh, that we give every Basula 12 months. That's why Basula Nises, right? That's why, that's why we, we did, remember the Sunday, Wednesday, Hak? Right? Anyways, the, this is why, because when the Shnei Sarchodesh is up, right, at that point, Nosen of Sula Shnei Sarchodesh, the finer Sitzatma, uh, for 12 months, right, we provide for her, right, and, and, for, and then he gives name of Chodesh, and if, after, if the end of 12 months has arrived, and the husband still 
hasn't pulled through with the Nisuin, Ochelos Mishalov, Ochelos Betruma. That is a classic Mishnah Ksuba stuff, Nenzain. That at that point already she can eat uh, from his, um, right? She's supported by him. And amazingly, amazingly, not only is she supported by him, but if she's a Basi Stral and the husband's a Kohen, says the Mishnah Ksubis, at that point, she could already eat Truma. Wow. Now, that's the Mishnah Rishona for a reason, Andrew. They modified that. This Mishim, either Mishim Simphon or Mishim, a uh, different reason. What's the reason, Andrew? If you might recall, their abundance said, no, 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 this is crazy. She's going to order a Truma pizza that's going to arrive at her parents' house. She's still living in her parents' house. So, okay, maybe you're going to say technically it's 12 months. Technically, she's, by the way, even already by Arison, technically she's connected to this coin and she could start eating Truma. But until she's actually living in his house, you're going to have a Truma pizza delivery at her house and everyone's, who can resist? Who amongst us can resist the slice? And you're going to have her Israeli, right, non coin family partaking of this Truma pizza. That's no good. That's no bueno. So you cannot do that. And therefore, there's a, there is a Gezerah. That, that, that's why it's the Mishnah Rishona, because that was modified. The Chazal said, we, we cannot be doing that. Be that as it may, we see that Mi'ikr Hadin, right? That that concern notwithstanding, maybe she's really a Kohen in many ways. She's, about, she's already uh, married to this Kohen, and technically Mi'ikr Hadin should be able to eat Truma. It's only for our concern that she's not. Be that as it may, but if he's, you know, if, if tragically that husband that she was engaged to died, so then his brother, were he to do Yibam, and we already learned Masechus Yavamas, so we know what this is about, he would not, that Zika, as we called it in Yavamas, and we're going to get into this a lot more tomorrow, but that Zika does not, right, um, allow her to eat Truma by him. It's a slightly different relationship in that re- regards. And then you might recall that the mission in Ksubis went on to say uh, um, the following scenarios. You know, we, are, we have six months, so you could break up the six months any which, uh, so we could break, 12 months rather, you could break up the 12 months any which way. Maybe she was engaged, so to speak, in Arusa to this Kohen for six months, and then he died, and then the, the other, and then the Yavam was six months. Um, she was awaiting Yibam for six months. That is a very unique kind of aguna, Andrew. Uh, not, not often talked about because we don't really have the Yibam too often, but this woman, and we'll see again more of this tomorrow, uh, a Yavam doesn't step in necessarily always right away. He needs to, the, the tragedy just took place. He needs to get his act together. But sometimes they really stay a little longer than they should. The woman at some point is going to have to demand either do Yibum or do Chalitza, right? Like, I need to move on with my life. You have to decide. Be that as it may. And, right, we discussed all the Mepharshim there in Ksubis as to why we have these scenarios. But one scenario is where the original husband dies right in the middle and the Yavam takes over six months into it. Or, or the original husband dies a day short of the twelve month period, and the yavam's just a yavam for a day. Or tragically, the chasan dies in the very first day, and then you have this yavam for practically twelve months minus a day. In all of those scenarios, and again in Ksubis we discussed why you need all three cases. And either way, the the din is that when the yavam takes over, she is no longer ochelus betruma, even in the missionary shona, even meikar din, as the gemara continues to say, zu missionary shona. That was the Mishnah Rishona. However, based in Shalach HaRem, Amru, over time, we said, Later on, we said, uh, no. Until he actually, she actually gets taken in and starts living with her Kohen husband, she's not going to be eating Truma. And as we said, the, the Machlok says, 
the, there was a machlokas as to the reasoning, but it, it, it stands to reason, right, that if she gets a truma pizza delivery at her parents' house, then they're not kohanim, that could be very problematic. The, the symphone is a different, and so that is one reason. The other reason of symphone uh, that we discussed was a different reason, more of an issue of, don't forget, at the state of Erison, even though technically it sounds like, certainly she is uh, married to this Kohen with respect to Truman, should be able to be, so to speak, Kenyan Kaspo, right? Uh, because Isha Nikneis, right? And therefore, she is technically Kenyan Kaspo. Mind you, for it to be the Kenyan Kesef of the Yavam, this is the underpinnings here, Andrew. Fine, I'll give it away. The Yavam is really, it's not a Kenyan Kesef. Yavam, me Iker is only be Konya her through Bia. That, but, as we'll see tomorrow, there, there was an institution of Maimar, which is kind of like the Kedushan version of, of uh, Yavam, which is what we talked about when we learned Mestachas Yavamas. Be that as it may, uh, Simphon just means that since there had not yet been Bia, what's going to happen if you have Arison, and then she's eating Truma the whole time that there's Arison, and then upon consummation of the marriage, the Chassan realizes this is not for him, for whatever reason, and all of a sudden he undoes the whole thing. So, right, so until you consummate your living together, you don't want to allow her to eat truma because she will have been eating, eating truma in sin. That's symphone, right? If it turns out that he backs out before the Nisuin. Be that as it may, Amalei Abaye, is this really even relevant? Abaye wants to know. Is it relevant to talk about the missionary Shona and whether... Uh, whether Ocheles Mishalova, Ocheles Mitruma, right? Does all of that have anything to do with Hafaris Nadarm? In other words, the fact that she could eat Truma, let's say, Mi'ikar Adin in the Mishnah Shona, according to Rabbi Eliezer, should that be the reason why Rabbi Eliezer holds that also he can be made for her Nadarm? Are those two the same? In other words, is it the very same uh, uh, right, um, level of connection to the Chasan that would allow a Basi Sral to eat her Chasan's Right, her Kohen Chasan Struma. Is that the same level of connection that would allow said Kohen Chasan to be made for her Nadarim? Is that true that Rabbi Yezer, so Rabbah thinks that Rabbi Yezer, who says Yafer, is channeling the missionary Shonen of Ksubis? So Abaye is not so sure. So Abaye, maybe the two are not connected at all. Because after all, Truma is Midurabanan. And therefore, Right, because so therefore, because it's only derabanan, right? So then maybe there you could say with regards to eating the truma, we're going to let right this arusa eat it, and we'll treat her almost like a nesua, right? Because it's something that only requires nesuin according to the derabanan. Because as we said, right, the mi iker hadin, the arusa is really as a kinyan kaspo. We already talked about this. Is what the right all the mafarshim are going to explain here. <laughs> that the Kenyan Kaspo already kicks in at Aros. Everybody would agree to that. So, she can eat the Truma. So, that's very different because Aval Nadarim, Daraisa, Imalo. Because we said Afaris Nadarim, right? <laughs> we already laid it out. We're talking about Narim Arosa, right, Andrew? <clears throat> so, we already know that an Aros has a different halacha than someone who's a Nasui, right? That after Nisuin, the Baal has unilateral authority to be made for a nether. But at the state of Arison, the Baal needs, right, to team up with the, with the father in order to 
uh, be made for Nedda. So how can you comp- compare the two, says Abaye? Right? We know the Meikar Adin, Abal, even at Arison, could feed his wife Truma, and that, uh, and that Abal at Arison cannot yet be made for Nedda on his own. So what kind of tzushtel is this, right? What kind of comparison? It's not a fair comparison at all. That Khan Nadarm. And conversely, you would say that by the way, there's also a cooler with regards to Nadarm. Why? And there's the flip side too. That what? Nadarim and Truma are not the same because Nadarim, when she makes a nether, whenever a woman makes a nether, she knows that her husband, right, has the authority to be made for it. And so, as we've discussed from the beginning of the Dharm, every nether that one makes, as the rabbis here looking at the case, we're always speculating what was in their head, right? And so one of the things that's in the woman's head has to be that she knows that the Baal's out there lurking and has some authority over her Nadarim in the first place. So therefore, that sort of weakens her position with respect to Nadarim by him and maybe would make it more likely to nether to be mefer. Aval, truma, achla. But when it comes to Right, Truma, even though it's only Midurabanan, right, it's still something that she cannot do. In other words, she is not, right, beholden, right, to anyone. We're not saying that this is something that we can be maker with. In other words, with regards to Truma, her intent is not, is no longer relevant. So both refer, so, so Truma, relative to Nadarim, just to summarize, because we are now finished with Angimam Bez, and we'll resume tomorrow with the new Mishnah, which discusses the status of Shemer Yavim on, on top of Ayin Dal and Aleph. But again, Truma and Nadarim, which Rabbi suggested might be relevant to one to the other, are in fact not relevant at all. So this idea of whether, right, the Schayev bin Bezonoseha, and the Yafer has anything to do with Achelos Mishlova Achelos Mitruma is not, according to Abaye, he does not like that, right, that analogy. Because as he says, Nadarim, uh, a woman makes, she knows that the Baal is more, has more authority over it, and therefore in that sense it's, it's not unlike Truma. And as we've already discussed, when it comes to, right, Truma, the Meikir Adin, she is already Kenyan Kaspo. And so that converse is also true, as opposed to Nadarim, where we already know from the Torah that the Baal, uh, that when he has the status of Arison, needs the father to be made for the nether. When it comes to Truma, he, the, the new Hassan, in theory, could have fed her for the fact that she's kidding Kaspo, and it's only for a reason Dorabana that he doesn't do so. So the analogy, according to Abaya, between Truma, Ochelos Mishlova, Ochelos Truma, and the Hafaras Nadarim is not a, um, is not a good analogy. And so, we will continue tomorrow with the Yavam, and so we continue on our journey in this 10th parak of trying to figure out at what point, now we're having the atypical cases of when a Baal would be able to be made for Nadarim tomorrow, tune in to see what a Yavam status would be.